Hey everybody, it is Comics on Infinite Earths. Yes, I know, you've been waiting patiently for another season. Yeah, um, I'm kind of overwhelmed. This is the final season of Comics on Infinite Earths. I have maybe like six or seven episodes left to go. Uh, I have my friend um, John, who guest hosts every once in a while on Video Night. He's going to fill in for a few episodes. So you're probably going to need about ten episodes for this final season. We're going to incorporate all our comic book stuff, all our animation stuff, video game stuff is going to be added, and then just like random, like we're going to talk about some sci-fi shows. It's all going to be one thing. And the show, I have the title for you, people. It is called Hit Rewind. And uh, my buddy here, John, uh, Jacob, is going to be hosting it with me. Hey, what's up, everybody? Yes, I'm I'm, I'm more than honored. I can't even come up with the words right now. I promise I wouldn't cry. words. Well, when the, when the shit goes down, you better be ready. You better be ready. Damn right. All right, so season, uh, what are we going on, five? Uh, episode one was about the Savage Dragon and the Rocketeer. Second episode of the season is going to be about the DC Universe TV shows, the originals that you were getting. And um, this is basically just a wrap-up of year one, because year two just started with Titans. Uh, so let's start in order of how they debuted. Let's go with Titans. Okay, uh, my first thoughts, like, seeing the trailer, like, they were going a little bit of a dark route, but it was very deceptive, because when you actually watch the show, I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, it makes sense for Robin to go that dark route, because this is him slowly transitioning into Nightwing. Right. He finally left, you know, Bruce's side. You know, his whole mentality is, you know what, fuck. Fuck Batman, <laughs> she says in the trailer. I do remember. And, I remember being like, "Well, I could have gone my entire life without hearing those words." <laughs> <laughs> but I don't mind hearing them because it does make sense. I mean, especially when you know the character of Dick Grayson himself. Yeah, and I had um, I had you read some of the comic books, uh, the original Marv Wolfman George Perez line, and um, yeah, you only read the first seven, correct? Yes, but oh my god, dude! I fell in love with the first issue. It is. And this is how they they very they, this is like where they first meet uh, Starfire, and right. of course and Cyborg. Yes, and this is how they join the Titans. I mean, everybody else was kind of returning. Oh, and Raven, Raven, of course, as well. Right. I'm trying. Okay, so I'm trying to remember. I read a little bit of the original run because I found a couple issues like for a buck a piece. It was like 30 years ago. I found it at an antique mall. And it was really str- – I'm trying to remember the people that were in the issue. I think it was like uh, – there was a Bumblebee girl. I cannot remember her name. Or And there was a guy who was also kind of like a bug creature. Those two I completely forget. Uh, then we had Aqualad, Speedy, Kid Flash, Wonder Girl, Robin. Yes, those were the OGs. I think that's it. Uh, Harlequin was in there, which was supposed to be Joker's daughter, but that was retconned out with Crisis on Infinite Earths. Um, Thank you. <laughs> yeah. The uh, – so then – you know, it took like six years off or something like that, especially during that whole DC implosion, um, which I only found out about from reading like years later. DC nearly went bankrupt around 78, 79, and they uh. cut all their titles down. So that's why in the late 70s, early 80s, you have all these backup issues. Like, okay, so you'll get Action Comics with Superman, and then you'll get, you know, another character with it, and then you'll get. Uh, Batman was almost always with Green Arrow and stuff like that because they had these characters they wanted to keep going with their storylines, but they couldn't afford. So instead of doing a 22, 24-page comic, they would start doing like the 35, the 40-page and, and beef up the price. So New Teen Titans, I want to say this... Sorry, I'm ignorant on this one a little bit. I should have looked first. But I think it was 82 is when it debuted with the Perez-Wolfman line that we all know so well. 
And that's when they added, yes. they got rid of Speedy, they got rid of uh, Aqualad, and Hawk and Dove were in there too, they got rid of them. So it was, if I remember correctly, it was Robin, Wonder Girl, Flash, oh, it was still Kid Flash, uh, Cyborg, Raven, and Starfire, and Changeling. And Boy. Yeah. Well, it's so weird. His name is Changeling sometimes, and sometimes it's Beast Boy. I think Beast Boy was more of the name that he had when he was with Doom Patrol, and then it was Changeling. Changeling? How do you say the word? Changeling, yeah. Changeling. You got it. You got it right. You got it right the second time. Uh, so they added him to the the new Teen Titans. So that's kind of strange. Is I I really thought that they were going to debut him in Doom Patrol and then bring him over for Titans, and that didn't happen. And then he took Cyborg away. And then threw him into the uh, the Doom Patrol, so that was that threw me off of it. Well, I thought Cyborg was definitely like a necessary element for the Doom Patrol. Oh, totally, yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that oh. at the end here because that's the most discussion worthy. But for me, I read I've read probably the first thirty issues. Um, it gets really complicated, you know, because we haven't seen Deathstroke in the show yet. Have you have you seen Deathstroke in the comic book yet? I think he debuted by now. Yeah, he was already in the second issue, and he was being hired by Hive to take out the Teen Titans. But, of course, he told... Well, his conditions are he gets paid first, but Hive's like, no! And then they try to screw over uh, Deathstroke, and Deathstroke's like, all right, that's it. And, you know, kind of fell into a trap, but he quickly got out of it because, you know, he's Deathstroke. He can use 90% of his brain. Yeah, and... And, Yeah, they ended up getting his son involved. Uh, Well, we find out at the end of the issue that Grant Wilson was... Slate was, of course, Deathstroke's son. Right. Yeah, man, it was a trip, and this is why um, this is why Slade has like a personal vendetta with the Titans. That's what builds it up. Well, I think it gets more complicated than that there is. God, I don't want to ruin it for you. If you're going to continue to read it, correct? Yes, of okay. course. Oh my God. There's a traitor in the midst, and there's also someone really connected to Deathstroke in the mix, and uh... it'll really surprise you. This the the comic book is at the time it was as big as X Men. It was DC's saving grace because wow. their comic books were fucking stinking up the joint. And all of a sudden, oh. around '82, Firestorm was a huge hit, and then Teen Titans. No one ever talks about Firestorm anymore, only because you know a little bit because he's in Legends of Tomorrow. But for a decade or so there, no one talked about him. He's thrown away. But Teen Titans mm-hmm. went strong, and, and this is so strange. They were red hot. And then all of a sudden in 84, DC decides to sort of cancel the series, relaunch it again, but on Baxter paper at a much higher price so they could tell more mature storylines and you could only get it at the comic book stores. You couldn't get it off the racks. Wow. Yeah, it seems so weird. But that was the thing. Baxter paper was much thicker and the color popped better. So New Teen Titans, I believe, turned into Tales of the Teen Titans, where for a short run, I think they did spotlight origin stories of each new character. And mm, then, okay. then they did like a cyborg miniseries, and then it just turned into reprints, which is crazy. Why would you re- Why would you continue the numbers? Yet it would all be reprints of the original series, which was just like three years prior. That's nuts. That's how popular it was. Damn. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I honestly, I mean, my little brother and sister, I even watched it with them with the the actual Teen Titans uh, series that debuted in like 2003 and oh, went on right, which I still have never seen. Yeah. Uh, well, it should be available on the uh, DC Universe app yeah, as well. Like the not, entire, I'm not the keen on series. the art style. That's one. Teen Titans! No. Just, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it definitely has its goofy moments, but overall, I like the core, um, the core tone and uh, depth of these characters was still there. They definitely get, re- it definitely uh, 
holds itself up really well. Yeah. T-Titans Go, on the other hand, that's just Steven Universe shenanigans. Okay, that must be the one that I saw that I was like, no, I'm not, I have nothing to do yeah, with this. T-Titans Go, yeah, T-Titans Go is ridiculous. <laughs> so, um, I, so in, in that, the Baxter one was more sophisticated, and I really, there was an arc in there I wanted you to read, but you didn't get to it, but the Teen Titans fall apart at issue 39 of the original series. Nightwing... Oh, wow is not around. Robin quits. He, he realizes he's too old for the role. It's being taken over soon by Jason Todd. That was always a plan by DC is that, well, Robin's aging out. Let's introduce a new Robin, you know, because Dick Grayson's having a falling out with Batman, which is where we catch the show. And um, he debuts, I think, uh, like a year later as Nightwing and Flash ends up stopping, or Kid Flash ends up stopping, you know, Kid Flash gets rid of the costume. That's an issue 39 after taking out, I think, uh, I think it was Brother Blood. And you find out the mm. Flash. So, oh God, I'm going to get it right. Barry Allen. Uh, why am I going to lose Barry Allen, this? Wally West. Wally West, damn it. My favorite Flash. I still I can't be. Oh, by the way, I was at the gym today. And I saw a dude with a Rocketeer uh, tattoo on his forearm and a Flash tattoo on his bicep. And I was like, that dude's cool. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely knows his He definitely knows his comics. Yeah. And his... <laughs> okay, so. That's um, awesome. Yeah, so Wally West uh, discovers he can go fast enough and vibrate himself to go through material items. He goes through walls. He realizes he's upping his level. And if I remember correctly, he gets shot in the leg and realizes this isn't playing around anymore. They would, they would repeat that storyline years later when Impulse got shot. And he realized he oh. needed to grow up and he became Kid Flash, which is weird because that's still not growing up. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, no. Impulse, I thought, was like a little kid. And then he, when he becomes a teenager, he becomes Kid Flash. Yeah. Then we have Crisis. Crisis was oh. the biggest, it remains to be the biggest moment in anything in DC Comics. And in it, Aqualad loses his girlfriend. Uh, Hawk, I believe, loses Dove. He doesn't get the female Dove yet. And the team's falling apart, and Wonder Girl is desperate to hold them together. So she's got Jason Todd, uh, Hawk, who's completely out of his fucking mind, Speedy, who is there because his girlfriend, Cheshire, is there. And turns mm. out she's an assassin. You know Cheshire, right? Cheshire? Yeah, Cheshire. Yeah, Cheshire. I know exactly who she is. She's an assassin. assassin and she's in Young Justice. Is she now? Now i got to watch it. Um, yeah, Young to... Justice, like I said. Watch uh, all three seasons. You'll love it. I think that, no, Flash is in it too. And he takes, he, man, that dude gets shot a lot. Good thing he has flat, fast healing uh, abilities. But this, <laughs> she just wipes out the whole team because they're not a team. They're not communicating with each other. Hawk mostly screws it up with his rage. He's not in control in any way whatsoever. He is one crazy, like, you, know, you think about the crazy conservatives, like the ultra right wing. That's Hawk. <laughs> oh, good God. Dude, honestly, uh, watching the TV series, though, when it got to, like, Hawk and Dove's origin. Yes. Oh, man. That's, that's what I loved about the TV series. It really played out to each one's origins. Like, they developed along the way. Right, and they don't ignore, like... they do, do not ignore the original Dove because. They, you know, they show his brother or whatever, and I thought they were going to ignore that and then show you only the, the Mika. I think Mika Kelly is playing Dove, show you her storyline. But, man, they bounce in and out, and you realize now more than ever why Hawk is the way he is because of the trauma they went through. Oh, my God, yeah. No, they were not afraid to push the envelope on character depth. Holy shit, I had no idea. Yeah. I'm like, ah, dude. Here's my problem with the show. Two, it's almost up its own ass with its mopiness. You know, the gothness, whatever. First two episodes start off very strong, but there's that middle point where it's just, it drags. And I'm okay with no action as long as you're developing the character to give them something interesting to do. 
And the train episode, I thought was the dullest damn thing. I was like, I, I was almost done with it at that point. It took me weeks to come back to it. I was just bored out of my mind. And in fact, I couldn't even tell you how the the, the season ended. How did it end? I don't remember. Oh, the season ended. Oh, it ended up with um, let's see, it ended up with uh, Dick Grayson uh being tricked by Trigon, you know, thinking like he has a happy life with uh, Dove, and you know he's of course Jason recruits him back to Gotham because Batman's gone nuts and killed villains. Right, okay, and then right. Trigon takes over his mind because of the darkness dwelling within Dick. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so yeah, I, I haven't watched season two yet. I will save that for uh, if we do a, a second round of this on our new show. And um, for me, though, I think it's the weakest of the three. Yeah, but do you th- I think it's uh, personally, I think even it being the weakest of the three, I think it's really good. Yeah, I think a part of it, I think, is because of the comics. I was such a huge fan of it that it seemed too dark, too mopey. I wanted to, I want, I hope, I'm hoping season two is brighter. Probably. I'm thinking, well, well, I'm thinking it's because it really deals heavily with Raven and Trigon and she's like trying to uh, sort herself out. Yeah. So, which was kind of a good uh, beginning standpoint because, you know, trying to figure out who she is and, you know, dealing, you know, with the fact that she was adopted and how she's the daughter of Trigon uh, that they still kept true to the origin. I you was know. actually shocked to see that Rachel Taylor was her mom. Because oh, yes. oh, only God. 15 years ago, she was playing a high school student in Dumb and Dumber when Harry met Lloyd. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she was. And she was in G.I. Joe. And a really cool movie called P2, where she's trapped in a uh, gigantic parking garage with a crazy killer. It's, it's actually pretty good. Oh, wait. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. Is that West Bentley? Oh, uh, West Bentley? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's right. Wait, wasn't she on Alias as well? What she, oh, my God, I totally forgot. That's probably where she started, because she was the secondary spy that she was training the last season. Yes. Okay, okay. Oh, my God. Yeah, for me, I thought that was a bit of a dud. Uh, now, Swamp Thing, and I watched all of Swamp Thing, by, by the way. <laughs> I was Swamp Thinged out this whole week because I decided to go check out the movies after I watched the first season. Then I went and watched some of the show that was on USA for a few years. Have you seen any of the other Swamp Things? Uh, yes, I've seen the second. I remember the second one the most, mainly because of Heather Locklear. Locklear. And, of course, those two kids. Uh, but the first one I went back and watched. I had no idea. I was like, holy shit, Wes Craven directed this. Yeah, and but it's cast. not a high point for him at all. It's so flat. Mm. No, I'm like, it definitely could have been better. Yeah, definitely it has a little lots bit of action, though. It's, it's, it's not boring. It's not horror, though. It's, a, it's like a... It's like I don't know why. That's so weird. They chose Wes Craven because he is a horror director. You'd think it would have been scarier, but it it just plays out almost like a ex- exploitation film. But I'll tell you what, Adrian Barbeau is fucking awesome in it. She's so like she's one of the first like female action heroes. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, gosh, even John Carpenter like you know showed that off in uh, Escape from New York. Right, right. Oh my, yeah. And the thing is, they were married at the time. I think. You know the costume. Oh my gosh was truly god-awful, though. That Swamp Thing, I was like, he's wearing a leotard. I can literally see the, the costume folding. I, You don't notice this? This isn't... He's not even a good color. He looks like peas. <laughs> smushed peas. Yeah, no, that's a, I know, yeah, of course, I mean, it's the early 80s, so, you know, it's not going to have a great, great production value. No, but, yeah, that was, like 80, that. that was 82, and um, I'm trying to find some history on Return of the Swamp Thing without actually having to buy the damn thing. Uh, there is a very, very good bonus feature filled blu-ray of it from mvd entertainment that came out last year and 
Um, so this was supposed to be a studio release. Return of the Swamp Thing was supposed to be a studio release. Mm. It was always designed that way. Um, the first one made, I think, like 12 to $14 million, depending on who your resource is, on a $2.5 million budget. But it was huge on video, and it played on TBS all the time, which is where wow. I usually caught, like, oh, Saturday afternoon, Swamp Thing's on. Okay, I guess I'll watch that, and I'll watch Beastmaster after this. <laughs> right. And, and then the second one... It's so much better. Yeah, no. It's so much better. That is exactly what I'm looking for in a Swamp Thing movie. Oh, no, for sure. There's definitely some freaky moments that kind of like uh, freaked me out. I was the like, leech oh, good monster. God. oh god, yes, the leech monster. Yeah, bringing that professor with a big old head at the end, getting oh, thrown yeah, around yeah. by Swamp Thing. The uh, the wolf <laughs> creature at the end of the first one was so ridiculous. But okay, so this is one of those we talk about this on video night from time to time. I would read books from the library that were adaptations of movies that I had no access to. Um, I read Indiana Jones' Last Crusade, um, License to Drive. Um, Harry and the Henderson stuff that was in theaters, but I just couldn't get to go see it, so I just got the book and I got Return wow. of the Swamp Thing, and it had pictures in the middle, which is my favorite thing ever in a book. You throw some pictures yes. scattered throughout or in the middle, that's my favorite part. And they showed pictures of the monsters, and it fucked me up. That oh, I it couldn't even deal. I was like, what am I looking at? This isn't right. I'm scared. <laughs> you have nightmares now. They'll be coming yeah. for you. So whoever, whoever adapted it, though, they didn't add the humor. The, Jim Wynorski was always known as like a B-movie director, sometimes now a Z-movie director, um, who uh, he was supposed to direct Beastmaster 2, and then a week before it started filming, after he did all the pre-production work, uh, he got fired, and the guy who owned the rights came in and ah. directed it. And, but he took his script, he took his cast, he took the, the style and the sensibility and all the people that the, Jim Wynorski hired, and then he kept all those people and then fired Jim Wynorski and threatened to remove his name from the script if he put up a fight. And he sued him, and New Line Cinema wanted to release it with no legal problems, so they paid him through the fucking nose. Way to go, Jim Wynorski. <laughs> Hats off to you, sir. Yes. <laughs> But for you. the reason he got Beastmaster 2 is because he did such a great job on Deathstalker 2 and Return of the Swamp. Wow, they're both part twos. So I guess he only does part twos. <laughs> I guess he comes in with the sequel. Yeah, and well, he also did oh. 976 Evil 2. So, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Damn. <laughs> he, he works fast. He's got uh, a funny sensibility. No, it is not anywhere near the run. Did you read any of the Swamp Thing comics? No, I had no idea it was comics until... And, when I did look into it, who wrote it and created it, I was like, holy shit, Alan Moore did this? Well, that's that's the 80s run. There's the 70s run, which Len Wein, the co-creator of uh, Wolverine, uh, created wow. it with Bernie Wrightson, who is one of the most amazing artists I've ever seen. Rest in peace. Uh, they oh, created awesome. Swamp. Yeah, so he was a thing in the 70s. When the horror explosion of the 70s happened, Swamp Thing was part of DC's run on that. It didn't go for very oh. long. I think it went like four years before the implosion. But they relaunched it uh, to capitalize on the movie, and uh, okay. it went around for a couple of years, doing okay, but it was when Alan Moore came on is when it hit that epic level, and we did an episode of Comics on Infinite Earths a few years ago about Alan Moore's run, and it's good. I'm just not smart enough for Alan Moore. I just, I'm just not. It's good. I just can't. I, I couldn't continue reading it because I'm stupid. And I will admit to that. <laughs> no, oh, no, you're not. I will watch Watchmen. I, I, I will sit through Watchmen. I will not read it again because it was just too. V for Vendetta. I will watch it, 
I will not read it because I don't have that kind of. I, I have ADD kids. You can you're like you're like, you're like Rodney Dangerfield from uh, Back to School. Oh, no, I saw it. It was a good movie. <laughs> yeah, basically. The uh, so the TV show that was on USA for three or four years, much much lower budget, using the costume for Return of the Swamp Thing, which actually looked like the creation instead of just a guy in a green leotard. Um, yes. I think they cut the vines though. The vines look really cool in Return of the Swamp Thing. That they're just kind of hanging off. Yes, of. they did. That's the I thought, they, yeah. Not only did they give him more texture, but they made the material look wet. He looked like moss and, and goop and, and all sorts of you know swamp stuff. And exactly. So they were smart and they saved that costume and used it for a few seasons on the USA TV show. USA TV show is so much closer to Alan Moore's run because it's more pensive. They don't have the money for special effects and action sequences. So it's more about the mind, you know, the character development. Yes, no, no. That's what what was one of its highlights. Were I can I actually stumbled across that TV show on accident. I guess I was showing some reruns on USA, and I'm like, wait a minute, Swamp Thing. This isn't any of the movies I remember. Yeah. And I was like, oh wow, it was an actual series, and it was actually pretty good. Yeah, I give credit to Dick Durock, who was the guy in the Swamp Thing costume. He's really good. Oh no, I bet. I have to, especially having to be in one of those heavy costumes like that. Oh. Like, but, oh yeah, and still a moat. That's the thing is getting your face out there. That's that's the great thing about the new TV show. Ah, uh, damn it, what's the guy's name? He played um, played Freddy in Fr the new Friday the Thirteenth. I just had a name in my mind. Oh, we have to cheat, kids. Go ahead. I know, I know. Uh, Andy Bean, I want to say. No, no, no. no. no that's the one who plays Alec Mason in the new TV series. Alec Holland. Yeah, Andy. but no, I'm talking about. Uh, oh, who's in the costume? Derek Mears. Derek I know, Mears. He's just, it's Derek Mears. I yeah, exactly no, remember before I looked at That's who it was. That's right. He was Jason. But yeah, no, that guy, I, honestly, he did such an amazing job as the as the, as a Swamp Thing himself. Again, he really, like, was showing off his, he really could show his dramatic potential. But the, the, the way the show set itself up, it was like, you know, a little bit of sci-fi, a little bit of blend of, like, uh, film noir, crime in it, thing, yeah. Yeah. The thing, I was like, oh, God, this is how Swamp Thing should have been done. I mean, uh, bringing in, oh, gosh, why am I blanking on his name? James Wan as a producer, I think was like a right decision. And the guy who directed these episodes, uh, Len Wiseman, he's the one who was behind the uh, Underworld series. Right, and and I think uh, a great diehard. No one gives Live Free or Die Hard credit, but that movie's friggin' rad, and it never stops moving. Oh, God, yes. Man, the, uh, no, it was just so quick paced. The thing, they, they, people were mad that they, they, you know, what went from thirteen episodes to ten. I actually think ten was perfect. I just wish it didn't end on a cliffhanger. You fucking assholes! You should exactly. Done a, I know a it, wrap up movie, something. Exactly. I, there has to be like a little bit of a comeback. I mean, look at Serenity look, uh, and Firefly. Well, it'd be interesting. <laughs> Please come is, back, Swamp Thing. Well, I say, I say they do a uh, a new series of ten episodes called Justice League Dark or Shadow Pack, like the comic that I love. Which was yes. which was Blue Devil. Everybody, Blue Devil yes. shows up in this, and, and surprising who they chose was what's that dude's again name uh, from uh, Ian Zeering? Yeah, thank you. Who was actually not bad. No, he like I said, I thought he did a great job. Again, there was a lot of great performances, especially by Kevin Durant and Jason Woodrow. Oh okay, yeah, which surprised me. Man. With, uh, yeah. yeah, and then what really surprised me was Jennifer Beals as a. Uh, Officer Cable. Who Sheriff looks Cable. younger than me, and she's been a movie star since 1983. <laughs> My God, that too. And, you know, bringing in Madam Xanadu, really trying to set up a supernatural universe of uh, DC. Yeah, That's well, you also have doing. the Phantom Stranger. 
Yes, that too. Oh yeah, he was like speaking to each of the characters, including Blue Devil. Yeah, uh, I, I really say maybe that's situation. the direction they're going. Maybe they're going to ju- create a super team that take, tackles on like the dark stuff of the universe. Exactly. Like I said, it re- oh, and Adrian Barbeau comes in an episode too. Oh, like, that's oh, right. Shit. Adrian Barbeau bot. Oh, no <laughs> it'd, so, like, it'd be kind of cool if they brought in Ray Wise because Ray Wise was Alec Holland in the first Swamp Thing and uh, he's still around. Yes. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. The um, the way they develop the character, though, and then they finally reveal... Ooh, I hit redline. Am I yelling? Am I yelling? I didn't mean to yell, people. No, I'm no, sorry. I'm redlining. This is yelling! Sorry. <laughs> I just uh, an example. <laughs> they actually had the balls to go, no, Alec Holland is dead. I am basically replicating who he is. I have absorbed his uh, his essence, his mental vibes or waves, or what do we call brain waves. And, yeah, uh, exactly. So he's gone. And I was like, that took some balls to do because I didn't think you were going to do it. Yeah, exactly. Again, that's what I like about uh, how DC Universe, they can like show this mature content, and they weren't afraid to go that far with the character depth. Yeah, there's a little bit of gore. Man. There's a crazy violence in it, too. Oh, I know. I, I know. Jake Busey even showed up as the commando who was like hunting him, the leader of the commandos hunting him down. Oh, Jake Busey. Oh, man. I got really big teeth. I said, God damn Just like daddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guarantee you hey, watch watch a movie where Jake Busey is in a major role and you're gonna mm-hmm. have a drinking game with how many times he says god damn it god damn it he says okay. it like 9,000 times in Black Cat Russian Troopers easily <laughs> the, um, and Will Patton is the uh, the dirty well, I, I lost who was who he is he was Mr. Sunderland he was a big, big old real estate owner the one okay. who like, looked after town big rich guy Wants to get his way, even though he's using his own wife's like family's money. Oh yeah, Virginia oh, yeah, Madsen. Yeah, Madsen. Yeah. Um, oh god. But yeah. when Will uh, Patton doesn't have a wig on, which he doesn't have in the new Halloween movie, uh, he looks exactly to the T like my grandfather. I showed my mother a picture of it, and she was like, "Oh my god, he looks the same." <laughs> exactly. But man, like I said, again, the casting with these TV shows is great. I, I kind of want to say those comments and compliments for like at the end, like yeah. you know, seeing like a top five uh, in performances from each show. Well, okay, so you know, they spend more money on the cast if there's not that many special effects. So Titans has the most special effects. Well, no, I think Doom Patrol might have the most special effects, but it seems oh, yeah. like they didn't spend a lot of money on on Titans. There's no real names in it at all. Uh, I think the only person no. anybody knew was Brent Thwaites, who was like in the last Pirates of the Caribbean and uh, uh, Gods of Egypt. So then you have Len Wiseman and James Wan, and they must have been like, we're not going to take a lot of money for this. We just want to see it made because they spend the money on some good character actors. And, yes, um, they do. It's, it's Doom Patrol where they, really okay, just, even... they found ways to spend money on names, but since they're not in your face for the entire series – they're able to, you know how, like, okay, so uh, Timothy Dalton's only in maybe three episodes total, you know, where he's, like, a major part of it. They probably shot everything in, like, a day or two on the other episodes. Brandon Frazier, the same thing. Matthew right. Bomer, they were able to work around it and save money so they could put a lot of money into the special effects and create that world. Yeah, no, I thought they were in, yeah, they were in each and every episode. Oh, my God. I do have to say, though, uh, freaking Alan Tudyk. I'll, oh, I'll say my God, a masterpiece oh, right there. Now, this is my favorite of the three. Yes. Swamp Thing um, is really well-written, but it's somber, and, I, and I, I'm not heartbroken it's canceled. I just don't think they should finish it. Doom Patrol was canceled. I would be so upset because 
the crazy world they create. The only thing I might see as a problem is how do they top this madness every season? That was 15 episodes of pure crazy. Exactly. Oh my god, I know. <laughs> That's I, I, I really had like very um, little knowledge of like these DC characters. You know, they're very obscure. Kind yeah, of they're like the challenges of the unknown where they keep popping up. They only last for a few years until they get canceled, and a couple years later they launch again and again and again and again. And for some reason, they've mm-hmm. never really hit the mainstream. So the show should help keep the comic going. Definitely. Oh my god, even more so. Uh, God, even introducing characters like uh, freaking Lex Mentallo. Oh, that was so much fun. I really <laughs> like that actor. I do too. Like I said, I thought he did like he like did an amazing job. I'm not gonna lie. I really enjoyed uh, seeing him as this character who, depending on what muscle he flexes, can create like you know anything, open a wall, uh, make everybody have a fucking orgasm. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Like, oh, well, I'm sorry. I didn't. I, I, I meant, street, no less. I meant to flex this muscle. I went up too high and I flexed that one. I'm really sorry. And they're like, just shut up. Just let's enjoy this. Oh, God. And then there was uh, Alec Mappa, a uh, wonderful comedian. Uh, he was like Animal Vegetable Mineral Man. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know a single. I don't know squat about Doom Patrol. The only thing that I know about Doom Patrol was in 1989, I bought a uh, issue of Comic Scene Magazine because they're talking about the Batman sequel. And mm-hmm. which is crazy because Batman was still in theaters and they obviously hadn't started working on a sequel yet. And in it, they had an interview with Grant Morrison, who was like the new guy, oh, wow. the guy everybody was like, "Who is he?" He had been working on Animal Man, and then he worked on Doom Patrol, and wow. uh, both were critically acclaimed. I was like, "I never heard of the Doom Patrol. Tell me more." And if I remember correctly, at some point I think Animal Man does join Doom Patrol, but the only one I really remember was always Robot Man. He sticks out like a sore thumb. I know Negative Man came in and out of the series. I don't recognize any other ones. It's it's. There's been so many different iterations of Doom Patrol that they just pick and chose from different teams and, and threw them in there. Right. I will like again. Um, Matt Bowmer as Negative Man. I'm like, God, why does that sound so familiar? Are you asking? Like, no, or are you just, oh. No, 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 I'm actually asking, too. Oh, okay, well, I know him because he was on the TV show True Calling uh, with Eliza Dushku, and he was the ill-fated boyfriend who would be killed by Jason Priestley because that was to fulfill the destiny, and that was so heartbreaking. And he was, if I remember correctly, he was originally chosen to play Superman when Mick Q was going to direct it. But Disney, or not Disney, Warner Brothers decided at the last minute, instead of shooting in Vancouver, it was going to save them about $28 million to go shoot in Australia. And since Mick Q does not, or not Mick Q, Mick G, Mick G refuses to fly. I can't remember why. I think there's a tragedy uh-huh. in his family. He refuses to fly. So he said, I am not shooting in Australia. And they said, you are. And he goes, I quit. And then Matthew Bomer was out as Superman. Uh-huh. And then fast forward two years later when we got Brandon Routh, who's great. It's just Brian Singer sucks. In more than one ways. I think think he's a terrible person, but also apparently he just, like his last two movies, he stopped showing up to film. So other people had to film for him. Right, like with uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, but I didn't know that on X-Men, was it Armageddon? That's not it. X-Men Apocalypse. Apocalypse, he stopped showing up. And Zach Penn had to finish it. And, since that, and that's how Zach Penn got hired to do uh, um, uh, uh, Dark Phoenix. Oh, no, no. It wasn't Zach Penn. It was uh, Simon Kimberg. 
Simon Kegberg. I'm sorry. For, sorry, buddy. I they all wrote. They all work together. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Breathe. breathe. Yeah. Matt Bomer looks so much like Superman. Yes. He does. He even voiced him in um, Superman Brainiac, the animated movie. No, wait, no. Superman Unbound, which was based off Superman Brainiac. The uh, so we got a series where it's just fucking bananas. There's things that climb in an alternate dimension that happens to be in a donkey's ass. Um, <laughs> we have people jumping in and out of time. This the show is so crazy because there are times when I have no idea what year it is because there's constant flashbacks. They jump through dimensions. They jump through time. They're telling everybody's origin stories, and then you have characters who act like they're out of the fifties. There's so many reasons why they're still alive, and you're so confused. You know, Chris. Right. Rita, like Rita Fart. Yeah, Rita is able to make herself. She's not young, right? She does. She does age. She's just able to shape her body to look young, which means she's got to be yeah, like seventy-five. Looks, yeah, no, she looks. Yeah, her. She takes still takes on her youthful appearance. That's like the only one she can really uphold. Yeah. Okay. And then Robot Man, his brain is stuck in there, so it doesn't really age, which is Brendan Fraser. And when Brendan Fraser is not in the robot. He looks fucking terrible. Someone please have an intervention and get him on a diet because it looks like he swallowed a bowling ball. Right. No, I'm thinking he's de- he looks like he's definitely getting back in shape lately. Like he's, I you hope, because I am worried. Uh, Matthew Bomer is kept alive and young, well, sort of young, because of the negative of the, energy. Uh, the negative energy. Yes. I still haven't figured out how the doc stays young. That is confusing the shit out of me. Yeah, no, I mean, we know he met with his uh, Oyewa, with the, the cave lady he found in Alaska. Like during World War was it World War One? Was it before World War Two? Yeah, like in the third. I know. I'm trying to remember too. But again, uh, when it comes to Matt Bomer, though, like his character itself, I was like, God, why does Negative Man sound so familiar? I just, I could have sworn I found that out some uh, somewhere else. But it was great to actually have them uh, be set up on Titans first. And heck, that was actually one of my favorite episodes. It was just presented so well, and it's you know where Beast Boy's been staying, and, you know, makes sense, because the Chief was the one who helped create him to combat that disease that was killing him. Right. But then, oh my god, watching the series for itself, I'm like, oh god, whole, totally different tone. Alan, okay, Alan Tudyk is my, my number one favorite performance in that entire series. I have, I mean, it's just Alan Tudyk himself. Loved him since Serenity and Firefly. Even the little bits and uh uh, as the voice of Green Arrow in the uh, video games as yeah, well. Yeah, well, I think the first thing I think I've seen him in was Knight's Tale. Yes, that's right. He was in Knight's Tale with Heath Ledger and Frank Addy. He was their yeah. friend. Well, I mean, he's good with CGI, too, because I, the only thing I think off the top of my head is, of course, he's the robot and I robot, but I feel like he's done a lot of that kind of stuff. He's like Andy Serkis. He really knows how to use the motion capture to... He's very theatrical, and it works very well with this show. Exactly. And his voice as well. And his tone, how he just narrates it, and he just... Yeah, well, I mean, there's a lot of fourth wall breaking. He literally says, in this episode, and you're like, what? And he goes, and then he's talking about how critics are reviewing the show, that it's taking too long, the ending's trite, so he screws something up. And he, <laughs> I'm not going to give away it all away, but it is the most exciting. Yeah. It is the craziest, and I have never been this more excited about what TV can do. It, it breaks all these rules of what television can be. But here's the thing. Yes, you get all that crazy stuff, you have the wild action, crazy special effects, mm-hmm. but it's the heart. I almost cried three or four times in this show because the things they yes. do are so ballsy, and I, you cannot believe how much collateral damage. And I will also say, you'll also never have, I kid you not, in a two-minute period of time, I went from going, holy shit, when he said there are butts everywhere, I thought he said bugs. No, he meant butts. 
there were alien butts or whatever, monster butts, literally an ass with legs, and his butt crack would open up, and it would have a mouth, and it would eat people. <laughs> Two minutes later, Cyborg has some sort of meltdown, beats the shit out of his dad, and thinks he's killing him, and he's begging for him to wake up. I cannot believe that I went from, that's an ass monster, to, oh my god, his dad's going to die. I was going to say there are times with Robot Man where I felt the most paid. I thought oh, Robot yeah. Man was the most My tragic. only problem with Robot Man is he swears too much. And I'm not a prude. I say the F word <laughs> all the time. But he said it so much that it seemed like white noise. I almost felt like I almost felt like he should never have done it. That that was more mm. crazy Jane. That that seemed like her yeah. thing. And oh, she God. I don't know who Diane she is. Guerrero. What, what is she from? Because she's she's from Orange is the New Black. That's where I first seen her, but oh my god, she again. She just has so much diversity in acting and playing these characters. Curiosity Jane was the perfect test for that. Yes. She blew it out of the water. And here's the thing my, about her she powers. She was a close second to Alan here's the, Okay, so Alan. She, has, she has split personalities. Or is it split personality and multiple personalities? Is that the same thing? Multiple personalities, okay. yes. So uh, based on a tragedy from her youth, and she can only use certain powers based on which personality has taken over. Now think about how powerful she would be if she could control all of those personalities at once, like become one whole person. She would be more dangerous, I believe, than Superman. Yes, that's what I was about to say. She should be an A-lister for the Justice League if that be the case. She could control it, but she yeah. can't. But Cyborg is also – the two younger stars are really the focus because they're the only ones – well, no, Rita. Rita's up front, too. Rita's great. When she has to hold herself together, I thought she was so powerful. I really like that actor. She was on uh, Two and a Half Men as, like, this doofus girlfriend of, uh, well, first Charlie Sheen, and I think she marries John Cryer's character later. April Balby? Yes. Oh, is that what she was from? Yeah, she was in, a, like, a season or two of Two and a Half Men. I thought she was really funny. But this, this is her moment to shine. And I, I Greg Berlanti... I think this is why my favorite one because it, he's only doing this one, correct? He's not doing Titans. Oh no, he was a he helped out on Titans as well. God, I don't feel his stamp on Titans at all. It's no, well, okay, it hold on. It, it, the Titans is closer to being like Green Arrow, whereas Doom Patrol is more like Legends of Tomorrow. Hmm. Right. No, definitely. Yeah, but of course now, Ray Berlanti, I feel like has a little bit more freedom because. You know, again, this is a streaming show, so it's mature content. So he kind of has no boundaries, which was great. And it definitely proved really well. Yeah. But you can't feel his influence. I think he, like, really uh... – well, he was also a producer on the Green Lantern film as well. But he definitely was kind of going more serious, uh, mopey kind of tone. Yeah. However, with this show, I feel like – oh, God, who else? I think there was someone else who I uh... – when it came to adapting them correctly, I think it was somebody else who I think had a bigger hand in that. So and yeah, so I don't, I, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, who who is the showrunner? I've never seen his name before on uh, Doom Patrol. Was it Josh Talley? Yeah, no, is that the writer? I believe so. I'm gonna look it up because I don't take notes. Cause I'm a jive ass turkey. You can go fuck yourself. <laughs> Calm down now, boy. <laughs> the uh, so Doom Patrol has been renewed for season two, correct? Yes, of course. I mean, if Titans can get renewed for a second season, then this yeah. definitely can. Like, they don't have to worry about ratings. Now, I know the reason that Swamp Thing was canceled. I've heard different reasons, but what I've seen is that, look, we had a way of balancing out the budget 
because we shot at New Orleans and uh, New Orleans has a tax credit thing, and I guess... North Carolina as well. Yeah, and, oh, well, yeah. well, I also, it's because of, you know, after um, Katrina is when they opened that program, and a lot of stuff is shot down there. I don't know if it's because they ran out of money to give as tax incentives, and that's why they pulled out, but the show... Uh, no, that was a... Oh, no, that was a... Uh, that was definitely a, uh, a rumor that's been dispelled. Okay. Doom Patrol. Wow, I didn't realize there were so many cartoons. That's amazing. We're featured in a bunch of animated shorts. Oh, yeah, the DC Nation shorts. I should watch those. Clancy Brown was a negative man. What? Chief yeah, was like Jeffrey Combs? <sighs> yes, like I said, there were a lot of these great shorts. You have to watch them. I've been watching some of them, even, especially some of the Shazam ones. And My God, this animation style, uh, like I said, it's really good quality. But the style, I'm like, oh, God kind of put my finger on it. Almost reminds me of Little Lulu. And Popeye. I'm trying to find who is a showrunner you best. Jeremy Carver. I don't know where I got that other name from. Jeremy Carver was a writer on Supernatural and Being Human, a show that I have been meaning to get around to watching. Being Human, that is. I'm not going to watch Supernatural. All 29,000 seasons of it is a show that won't fucking end. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, no, though, Just I, like the Rolling Stones and Aerosmith. They just won't go away. <laughs> Oh, he did a no, he did a, a TV adaptation of Frequency. Uh, I gotta see uh, this. I love that movie. Okay, damn, good to know. Well, I'm thinking he definitely was more in tune uh, with what Doom Patrol was about. So yeah, I think definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and it definitely shows for sure. But oh my god, seriously. Again, I really would love for uh, for this show to come up, but I do also hope that Cyborg gets to uh, later on join up with the Titans. Yeah, I mean, it, it, eventually he needs to graduate and go over there. I, are they going to add more people to Titans, or is that kind of... I, I, I know Wonder Girl's been hopping in and out, but do you think they'll add Aqualad? Speedy? I believe so, yeah. I think, no, in Season 2 trailer, I think he shows up um, along with Superboy. Uh, oh, yeah, Jason Todd does come back, which is cool. I don't know. I, I was never really warm on Jason What? Oh, you're... <laughs> uh, how did you hear me? I put the fucking phone so far away. You got, like, bionic hearing, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just have very good hearing. Not like, maybe not Wolverine status, but close enough. I love reading the fact that when I went, na 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 I can see the audio file just going, like, ribs. It looks like ribs. Spine. <laughs> Um, yeah, but yeah, I think Aqualite comes back. I think they get some of the old ones uh, graduate because, as you can tell, within the Titans series, it flashes back to when I think Hummingbird is one of them. There's Wildebeest, and there's Terra, who can move Earth. Oh, Terra, okay. Right. So Terra is the sister. Have you been watching Black Lightning at all? Oh God, yeah. I've watched the first season of Black Lightning. I absolutely loved it. I second season is bullshit. It's too long. They should have kept it at less shorter episodes. I was bored out of my mind by the time it ended. But the very last episode, they mentioned Markovia, and uh, they mentioned Geoforce by his real name. And I'm like, holy shit. Is this crisis? Oh, on damn. The crisis thing is going to happen. Is it going to combine all the universes into one? And then will Terra show up in Teen Titans, or New Teen Titans? New Titans? What the fuck is it called again? It's called Titans. Right? Yeah. New okay. Titans. And, 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 so Terra is the sister of Geoforce. 
and it's all going to work. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, yeah, no, it would make sense because they're having Kevin Conroy play old uh, Batman and Brandon Routh is coming in to play Superman. But Kingdom Come Superman, because I he's, you can even tell from the shirt he wore at uh, Comic-Con this year. Okay. So I'm like, oh, wow, they're going that route. I, dude, I love Brandon Routh. It was kind of a blessing and a curse to you know be playing Christopher Reeve well, Superman. Well, it's, it's kind of the way with any Superman. Look at everybody who's ever played Superman. They're always kind of cursed. You know, uh, George Reeves is dead. Christopher Reeve got an accident and then he died. Dean Cain's a fucking asshole. Uh, <laughs> that's a curse. Brandon right? Routh's doing. Brandon Routh is doing pretty good. He's he's still all right. Yeah, but uh, for a while Henry there, they were like, oh, don't use him. And then uh, so hopefully the last two. I think it's because we're beyond that thing where we lock down an actor in a certain type of role and then we don't use them anymore because we get sick of them. But um, mm. I want to mention this real quick. We mentioned Comic-Con, and I had my list here of the uh, Portland Comic-Con that I'm going to next week. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was going to go on Friday where it was Kevin Sorbo. Uh, uh, that was against, like, I was like, oh, should I go or not go because that guy's a fucking idiot and insane. Uh, the Office Reunion, Gail Simone, Weird Al, Greg Rucka, and uh, Robert England, and closes the night out with Lou Ferrigno. I might yeah. do that. I probably won't. Uh, Saturday oh. is bullshit. The only thing we're seeing is the Princess Bride Reunion. Sunday, oh. we got Shazam panel, where Zachary Levi is going to be the guest. Jason Isaacs, Will Wheaton, Will Wheaton. The Goofy Movie Reunion. Uh, yes. Greg Rucka again, and then the Weird Science Reunion. Oh, <laughs> nice. That'd, that'd be dope. Oh, my God. Just see uh, Anthony Michael Hall. And then ask and, him, uh, are you going to be the bad guy in the new Halloween? I know you're playing Tommy, but I think the mask is haunted, and I think it's going to possess you, and you're going to be the new Michael Myers. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Rewrite the script. Hurry, rewrite the script. This guy figured it out. <laughs> Son of a bitch. No, no, he was saying he was saying that voice from Weird Science. Man, she kicked me in the nuts, right in the nut. He sounded like Cartman. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, but Zachary Levi. Oh, that'd be something to see. I, dude, I swear, I hope to see him, Black Adam, and Superman together on the same screen fighting each other, just like in the animated feature. Yes, and I don't want to get in an argument again with somebody about the fact that he was called Captain Marvel. He was called. He was Captain called Marvel. Captain Marvel. Yeah, until he like was. a few years ago with uh, not Brightest Day. What was the event was after that? Huh? Is that, is that when they did it? When they finally said, you know what? Nobody knows who the fuck we're talking about. Let's just call him Shazam. Yes, New Fifty Two. Okay. God, I can't believe I got into this insane argument. I even had a video clip. From that Superman Shazam movie, the animated one, where Lex Luthor goes, Hey, Captain Marvel. I go, watch the fucking thing. It calls him Captain Marvel. And he goes, I'm not yeah, watching that video. Exactly. I don't need to know. And I think, like, oh, die, die, die. There was that, and he was called that in the 70s. And he was called that in uh, the video game, uh, Mortal Kombat vs. DC Universe. So stupid. It was one of those arguments where my heart was pounding so hard they could feel it pounding in my eyeballs. Like, you've had yeah. those, right? Yeah. It was pulsating. That's bad. That's oh my god. Uh, all right, so season or basically year two of the DCU, we're gonna have Doom Patrol, we're gonna have Titans, and are we having Star Girl? That is a go, correct? Yes, that is a go. Uh, well, there was some confusion. It was clickbait uh, in one article, of course. You know, it said that uh, Jeff Johns isn't gonna be focused on the comics uh, series. Those are gonna be a little bit delayed, but her TV show is still on schedule. Okay. So like, and oh, where okay. is Batwoman? What channel is that going to be on? Oh, that's going to be on the CW. That's okay. the network it's going to be called. 
But I am really looking forward to it. I love Ruby Rose. Um, again, she definitely has like uh, a stellar action repertoire. And she was in Orange of the New Black as well. And by God, uh, seeing her in the... Um, the Meg. Not, no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, no, she was pretty awesome in that. Which but, um, I was so disappointed because Meg Ryan is not in that fucking movie. <laughs> I thought she was going to voice the shark. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> or or made from fa- or it was just gonna be made from Family Guy. It was just the tip of her nose that was the fin. <laughs> but anyway, um, oh god! But seeing her like uh, in the crossover special that they had uh, not too long ago, not Earth X, but it was when um, oh, I can't remember. But it was the recent crossover Earth series X. where she did appear in Batwoman. <laughs> but again, she played it. She kicked ass at it, and I cannot wait to see her in her own series. Uh, I gotta see that the costume is definitely uh, up to snuff compared to the comics. Uh, real yes. side note, though, uh, if they make a sequel to the Meg, uh, they better get Megadeth to do the soundtrack to the Meg. That seems like an obvious people. Yes, it is. Oh god! But uh, after like with, with what Dave Mustaine's going through, I'm like, oh, I wish him. Oi. Yeah. Oh, is he have cancer? That's right. I forgot he had cancer. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Well, they can use the old songs. He can pay his bills for That's Pete's sake. He can't go on tour. That's true. They could at least do that. But anyway. Countdown to Extinction would be great playing that as the monsters. I don't know how we got on this. I'm sorry, guys. Hey, I know how we got on this. Warner Brothers distributed the bag. Warner Brothers owns the DC Universe app. DC Universe app, I am worried, is going to get shut down because of uh, now Comcast owns them. They want to open the big Xfinity app thing going, and they want their own streaming services. I'm worried they're going to shut down DC Universe. And take that, all those wonderful, glorious comic books that we get to read on. I mean, they have such a huge catalog wait, of comics. I Comcast? Done. No, no, the DC Universe app. Yeah, no, I thought AT&T, AT&T owns Warner Brothers. Oh, uh, is it? Okay, I'm so confused. There's it's so many AT&T. people, there's so many conglomerates. Ugh. Who owns us, Jacob? Who owns us? I don't want to know. I don't know. I don't have a barcode on the back of my neck. Okay. So, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I'm not owned by anybody yeah so i've been having vision problems for years and it's getting harder to read comic books so i have the dc universe app basically projecting the comic books onto uh the white wall i have here so i get a comic book the size of my body that i can read and it makes it a lot easier and i just discovered con tv con tv lets you read comic books as well but they're focused on the independent companies so marvel get your fucking shit together get an app on the roku man i want to read my comics I want, to read, I want to watch some TV shows and movies. And, uh, you know, come on. I'll pay for no, like I, I really... <laughs> I honestly, like I said, as far as like the whole DCU app, I mean, that's... No, just leave it by itself. Let the fans... Ha- let it have its own thing. Let there be a little bit of diversity, okay? I'm loving it so far. Yeah. I'm waiting... Mean, <clears throat> the budgets... I actually are, had to- The budgets are a little tighter than I wish. Doom Patrol, it doesn't show too bad. But... What is another DC property that you would love to see on the app that wouldn't be so expensive that you know they're not going to turn into a movie? Ooh, maybe Red Hood and the Outlaws? Maybe. Hmm. Um, You already said Justice League Dark. Uh, Yeah, that's feasible. Especially since, like I said, we have like half the cast. I think the only thing you need now is Ragman and Shining Knight. I think Enchantress might be part of it, too. But, um, Dead Man, yes, Enchantress, and, uh, oh, Zatanna. I think Spectre would be an interesting, dark, vigilante kind of yes. thing. Yes! Um, I was saying Warlord, but Warlord might be too expensive. 
Uh, Booster right. Gold and Blue Beetle. I mean, come on. You cannot do that as a TV show because... Oh, God, yes, dude. That's a given. Well, you could do it as a TV show, but it would have to be like on the WB because the budget's so much bigger. I don't think they could afford it right. on the DC app. But what's something else that's more affordable that they could do? Um, uh, Martian Manhunter is out. That's too expensive. Yeah, uh, and he's already shown up in Supergirl. Oh, that's right. Right, 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 right. I forgot about that. Is it weird yeah. that Cyborg's dad was also Martian Manhunter on um, Smallville? Yes. So it's like they're bringing back people that I've worked with before on other DC properties, and they bring them in for their shows. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But yeah, it, it is. That's pretty yeah, awesome. Yeah, there has to be some other... Dead Man? Dead Man would be yes, kind of cool. Man. But he almost seems like he's a given for showing up in Justice League Dark, too. Mm-hmm. We just made up a show that doesn't even exist. I just said that as if it already existed. <laughs> that was a plot point. <laughs> oh, hopes and wishes and cats and fishes. What are you talking about? You still there? Did I lose you? I yeah, I'm still here. Oh, darn it. No, no, no. I thought, I thought you cut out for a second. I was like, trying okay, to get rid of you, damn it. You son of a bitch. <laughs> you're, no. you're tenacious. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. Hold on. It, it, <laughs> Oh, God, fuck. Why am I blanking on his name? What Mr. about Sergeant Nobody? Rock? Are you fucking with me, Mr. Nobody? Don't you be fucking with me. <laughs> what about Sergeant Rock? Like, do an old-school military show, like Saving Private Ryan kind of thing, but, like, you know, more macho and uh, oh, cartoonish. Shit. Actually, yeah. That would be awesome. Oh, God, what was the bad guy's name from Avatar? Stephen Lang. Get him! Yeah, I remember uh, Schwarzenegger was going to play Sergeant Rock for a while there. Oh, that'd be that'd have been dumb. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Uh, yeah, a long, long time ago. Yes, long, oh, yes, long time ago. I will blow things up. <laughs> I am Sergeant Rock. I am all American. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't you tell I'm from uh, Nebraska? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well. <laughs> uh, he always sounds like he has some sort of little, uh, like since caught in the back of his story, he's trying to play it. What's that? <laughs> exactly. I'm just trying to think, like, who else? You already mentioned, like, Well, Spectre, there's always the vigilantes. Star. There's the guys who don't have... Uh, well, uh, actually, Huntress is going to be in the movie with uh, Gotham's... No, not... Uh, oh, is she going to be in Birds Gotham Girls? She's going to be in Birds of Prey Birds with... Of Prey, uh, okay. Yeah, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is playing her. <sighs> and Black Canary's going to be in it too. Okay, yeah. I'm just trying to think like the lower level ones. They don't have to use tons of special effects. I think we're milking this though. We should probably go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay, but real quick, uh, like top five actors from each series. Um. Okay. Um. Uh. God, I got nobody from Titans. I'm so fucking bored. I, the girl who plays Starfire. I don't know her name. But I thought she was pretty good. Um. Yeah. Swamp Thing. Uh, Jennifer Beals is killing it. Uh, Derek Mears is fantastic at Swamp Thing. Um, yes. I think, I don't know who the kid is playing Cyborg. He is off the wall good. And so is the girl. Uh, I'm terrible at the, I'm sorry, I should have looked this up, but I I'm, I'm elitist. I only know the famous people name. Ugh. Who are yours? It's okay. Okay, so for Titans, I definitely have to go with Brenton Thwaites. I like, he does, he is doing a great job as Robin. Uh, I was like, damn, he could have been... Live action Dick Grayson. He could he could easily have been a part of Ben Affleck's universe, but no. Then there was Anna Diop, as you mentioned from Starfire, and then there's um, Connor Leslie. I liked her. Uh, let's see, who else do we have? Okay, uh, Minka Kelly, 
And then there was, oh, Kern Walters. I liked him as Jason Todd. I was like, oh, shit, this, this is how Jason Todd should be portrayed. A little brat. Did it. Yeah, I wanted to punch him in the mouth so badly. And even the new girl, uh, Tegan Croft, who's playing Raven. Again, again I, I, she's really like the center of this of the first season. That's why I think I was bored. Her. I just didn't care for her. Right, oh, okay. But then, of course, when it comes to Doom Patrol, okay, easily, number one has to be Alan Tudyk. Fucking Alan Tudyk, again, Mr. Nobody. Just absolutely, <laughs> man, just what goes, it goes without saying, especially after when you watch the show. And then two, Diane Guerrero. Three, of course, Timothy Dalton. Four, Brendan Fraser. And then five, oh, gosh. It was a tough choice to pick in number five. But, ooh. Ooh. That's the thing is there's no, there's not one single bad performance or even meh performance in Doom Patrol. I just can't believe None. even the episodes with just like sub characters that that mean son of a bitch that was running like the bureau or whatever he's like I stabbed my wife's eye out because she gave me a plastic fork that was a regular I have to have normalcy and I'm like that's fucked up. <laughs> Good God, yeah, I know it was really bizarre. I'm like holy shit, but yeah, part five I would have had to given to uh, April Balby. Yeah, as Rita Fart again, she really played like you know, she's still set in the fifth, like you know the forties, you know, still being like a classic Hollywood starlet. Yeah, she has yeah. to. Yeah. She has to ooze herself out of Robot Man's mouth. <laughs> oh yeah, when she's fixing the brain and he, oh my god, <laughs> I can't believe there's a, there's a, there's a mouse in it. There's a whole episode devoted to the fact that Cliff has lost his fucking mind. He's hallucinating, and it's all because of a rat. A rat who was a baby, and its mother ran across the street and got ran over by the bus that Cliff was driving. And then he gets his vengeance because Mr. Nobody pushes him in that direction. And he has a yeah. monologue. And he has a purpose. And it's insane. And then we have Booger. Uh, uh, Cur oh Curtis God, Armstrong yes. playing Curtis a crazy Armstrong. cockroach. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was just absolutely bizarre. Just nuts, for sure. Okay, and then... Now, last thing for me, uh, when it comes to Swamp Thing, again, I definitely would have to give it to, I really have to give it to, uh, again, a lot of the supporting cast, you know, Crystal Reed, of course, she was great, and this was Andy Bean, but again, Derek Mears, um, Jarrell Prescott, Will Patton, uh, Jennifer Fields, oh, Kevin Durand, I think was definitely one of my top. Uh, yeah, he was really uh, disturbing, honestly. Yeah, he was. He definitely takes, because especially from what I know him from, uh, like seeing the things he in from like Walking Tall, like a little bit more action oriented, but he does have dramatic potential. And He's then, a bad and, guy in Legion, if anybody's ever seen that with uh, Paul yes, Bettany. Hey Gabriel, Gabriel, yeah, yeah, Gabriel. Yeah. that's who he played. Badass wing powers. <laughs> mm -hmm. He played the Blob in Wolverine, so I'm pretty sure people, yeah. From that's those. right. First thing I'd seen him in was Walking Tall, where he cuts Dwayne Johnson up with a box cutter. Wow. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, he gets tied up later, and Jane Johnson gets his revenge. <laughs> Take his truck apart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you could just remember it. You could cut off one of his fingers or gouge out one of his eyes, but don't destroy his truck. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, even Ian Ziering, though, he, I thought he even did a really good job, actually. This, it didn't, it did not go the way I thought it was going to go, where he was going to just put on the costume and it melts to him, like in the comic books. He turns into the Blue Devil, which is, yes, technically more terrifying. And it's hard to pull off something like that and make it look realistic. So they use CGI to make it look like he was slowly evolving into Blue Devil. I'm not yes. completely sold on the look of it, but that's an interesting take. 
No, for sure. But man, again, I just thought like you know, it was just pretty badass. You know, definitely played true to the character. Uh, but again, yeah, Derek Muir is a Swamp Thing, easily like uh, in that show, like the top performances. Again, it's hard to go wrong with that show. But I, oh, I'm just so pissed that they canceled it. Yeah. Well, hopefully it evolves into something else, and uh, I don't have anything else to say about the shows. So, um, anything else you gotta say before we go? My God, I really hope they, like, again, as far as, like, the rumors go, I'm pretty sure they're still keeping this app afloat. I still see the movies on there, including the classics like uh, the Richard Donner Superman film. Or how about the Legion of Superheroes uh, roast, or whatever that's called? Legend of the Superheroes. Oh, my God, yeah, that. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta talk about that one sometime. <laughs> or even the Max Fleischer uh, animated Superman series. Yeah, Superman. That's was, on Yeah, there. so it's, it's a low, it's, it's, here's the thing is, they curate a good list. A lot of it's the animated stuff they've been doing over the last decade, which I'm cool with because I don't have most of those. And they premiered Hush immediately. Um, I think I missed my opportunity. I think they pulled it already, but no, it's still on there. Is it? I, I mean, watched it came out gone. a few weeks after the uh, Blu-ray release. Yeah. Oh, and then they got the animated Harley Quinn series coming up. Yeah, so they're really <laughs> smart. Did in your the fact Batman? They curate a list of things, so you're not overwhelmed. There's a lot of comic books, though. Holy shit! And they have the Masters of the Universe comic books. I'm looking for. Because somehow yeah, I think they bought the rights to the comics. I don't know how that works. Because Filmation went out of business. And then Filmation sold their catalog to so many different companies that changed hands, changed hands, changed hands. But I don't know who owns the toy rights. And I don't know who owns the comic book rights. And clearly DC must have picked up the comic book rights permanently. Yeah, most likely for sure. Because I definitely saw them uh, blend in with the Injustice special. And I even read that. I was like, oh, wow. So they're really trying to melt blend in this uh, Masters of the Universe. That's the thing right now is these multi-universes. They have over there at IDW, they have the Ghostbusters universe mixing in with ROM and G.I. Joe and Transformers and Mask. It's pretty crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, so I'm thinking that's what it was. They probably got the right... DC probably got the comic book rights. Yeah, because, I mean, DreamWorks, I think, technically owns uh, Masters of the Universe when they bought Filmation from... Mm. It's, it's changed so many hands, it's hard to keep track of. So they have the animated show that's going to go to Netflix because they have a deal with them. So that's the one that Kevin Smith is running. And then yes. they have the comics over at Warner Brothers. But then, of course, there's going to be a movie, a live-action movie, which they've been teasing us with for 15 fucking years when John Woo was signed on. The uh, And I think Jason Lewis is going to play him. I think it's at Sony right now. So it's very confusing because DreamWorks essentially is shut down. They're not distributing their own stuff. They're basically just making stuff for other people. Right. Damn. That's a shame. I did not know that about DreamWorks. So, normally, we do this show off and on. I have a lot of guests that rotate, but me and Jacob only do this once in a while. Our normal show is called Back in Tunes. And since we just talked about Filmation for a while, I think that'll be our next episode, is where we talk about Filmation cartoons of the 70s and 80s. Yes. So... Hi and bye. <laughs> um, check us out on Facebook under Back in Tunes, which is our page on Facebook where we have all of our stuff from comic books, uh, comics on Infinite Earths. And uh, Jacob, anything you want to say before we uh, go? I am winded. I am exhausted. Freaking exhausted <laughs> here. I need a drink. Right. Give me a Mai Tai and a lounge chair. All right, let's get, yeah, like I said, let's just keep this DC Universe going. I'm loving it so far. All right. Have a good night, everybody. Namaste and good luck. Be excellent to each other.